spoiler alert. There is going to be spoilers in this podcast, okay? So if you never read the books or watched the movies, uh, well, there is going to be spoilers. Hello and welcome to Harry Potter, a podcast where you learn English with the Harry Potter books. My name is Natalia and I am your teacher and host. Hello and welcome to Harry Potter, o nosso podcast onde você vai aprender inglês com Harry Potter. Eu sou a teacher Natalia e esse é o primeiro episódio do nosso podcast, onde a gente vai começar com o livro um Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. A gente vai discutir alguns pedacinhos do primeiro capítulo. E para esse episódio tão especial, que é o primeiro, eu tenho um convidado, uma convidada muito especial, que é a minha amiga, Marina! É! A gente vai começar apresentando a Marina em inglês. Então, a partir de agora, estaremos falando em inglês nesse podcast. Okay. Vamos tentar falar no inglês mais devagar para começar, mais ou menos um pouco mais básico. E a gente vai... A gente vai indo. A gente vai indo. Hello! Hello! Hello, my friend! Hi! Hi! Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, sure! My name is Marina, and um, I am a teacher. I'm a mom. Uh, I really like Harry Potter, and it's always been part of my life since uh, I think I was 11 when I first had, like, I, I first touched the the book, the first book. And I grew up with Harry, so it's a pleasure for me to be here, and this is a very nice project. I'm proud of Nachi and all this job, and to be part of it. Yay, thank you. Um, just a note, I am going to be referring to our guest as Meh, because that's how I call her, that's her nickname. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't like when people say something like Marina. It's Marina. so heavy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's like when they call me Natalia. Or here in England, they say Natalia? Mm -hmm. Natalia? <laughs> yeah, can you just. What, call did, me? what did I do? <laughs> yeah, no, what did I do wrong? Am I going to be punished? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh. Meh, before we get into the chapter and start discussing some elements of the book, do you mm -hmm. want to tell us a little bit about how Harry Potter helped you learn English? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, as I said, Harry Potter uh, was with me all my life. Because every year I was expecting to have the new book. And my birthday is August 2. Harry Potter's birthday is like July 31st. Almost so twins. Oh, yes. But I am not Gryffindor. <laughs> I must say. <laughs> okay. What is your house? Hogwarts house? Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Okay. Mine is Gryffindor. Yeah, of course. I've I took the test. Mrs. Courage. I know. <laughs> I took the the house test at least five times because I I don't like being a Gryffindor. I think I'm too proud to be a Gryffindor. Why not? <laughs> and so every time the test came out with Gryffindor, so I am forced to accept that I am truly a Gryffindor. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to do the test again. Oh, no. Shit, Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, by the way, um, no, you, you, finished, you finished explaining your story with Harry Potter in English first, and then I'll get into the names of oh. the houses. 
And uh, I fell in love with the story first, and I hated English so much, and I needed to have something like that to be in love with, so I could uh, connect, you know, I could, like, um, be in love with the language, too. So I think that Harry Potter helped me a lot, because... Um, as I loved the story and the characters, then I could learn more, uh, especially vocabulary. Yeah, it's awesome for vocabulary because she uses such peculiar words, not yeah. just the invented words from her world, but her language. She uses yeah. peculiar language all throughout the, I was going to the movie, yeah. A bit dated, yeah. Yeah, a little bit dated. Um, okay, what next? Oh, yeah, we were talking about uh, this, this thing of hating English. And it's so hard for us to learn in the beginning. Everybody that is watching or listening, I, I don't know, probably is going to say, yeah, but you already speak English. It's true. But I, I like to remember my first steps. It was really hard for me. Yeah. I don't know if, if it was the same for you. I like it to... I, I've always wanted to speak other languages. Yeah. But English was, I don't know, something so different. Because this is structure with vowels and consonants, you know, we have in Portuguese... It's, it's, there is nothing like that in English. Yeah. So I, I felt like out of, the, totally out of my bubble. When I, <laughs> I, I love that. It's like me with I, Spanish. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> this is, this is a joke in Brazil. It's, it's a, a thing that we say like, oh, try Spanish. Yeah. It, that's it, true. I forgot about that. That's true. Try Spanish. It would be easier, of course, but... Uh, it's so mean. It is. It is. <laughs> Indeed. And I, I remember that I, I was afraid to speak, to say things out loud in the classroom. I don't know, people looking at me, maybe I would stutter or something. Yeah, it's always difficult when you're learning a new language, the the fact that you have to take chances, you have to mm -hmm. expose yourself, because I think it's natural to feel a bit uh, apprehensive, a bit shy, oh, I'm, I don't want to say anything wrong because they're going to laugh at me, they're going to make fun. And really, it doesn't matter because everyone has the same fear. Everyone is going through the same thing. And people will probably not notice enough to make fun of you when you are trying. Yeah, uh, I think that the good advice, I have a good advice for that. It's nobody's looking at you or watching you the way you are looking at yourself. And you are observing yourself. Yeah. We we think that people are looking at us, but actually they are looking at themselves. That's true. That's true. We think we are the center of the world. Everyone is noticing us, but really? No. <laughs> important. <laughs> yeah, we're not so important. People have much bigger things to worry about than... Because Bad. they are they are worrying about themselves. Exactly. They are in their stories, isn't it? Exactly. Shall we yeah. begin? Yeah. So I thought that for today's episode, uh, um, episode one, to make mm -hmm. things simple, we would start focusing on the description of the characters that appear on chapter one. So. On chapter one, we begin with Mr. Dursley. 
<laughs> yes. And the first thing I wanted to say, if you, the listener or viewer, uh, have never read or watched Harry Potter in English before, the names are going to be different for you. In Portuguese, what is the name of the uncle in Portuguese, man? I think that... Oh no, it's not Osvaldo. É Walter. Yes! It was so close! Look! <laughs> yeah, so in the Portuguese version... What is it? I hate him. He's a, he's a douche. He's an asshole. Yeah. So in Portuguese, we begin, we begin with Tio Walter. And in English, we will be calling him Uncle Vernon. I remember the aunt's name. The aunt's name? Because it's the same in English and Portuguese. No, it's because it's my Starbucks name. Why? I don't know. I like to listen to people like saying, Petunia! And I say, me! When you go to Starbucks, do you tell them that your name is Petunia? Yes. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> I always do that. It's so funny. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> Eugenia is nice too. Eugenia? Do you, do you do that for real? I do. I will record it. Okay. I'm a bit shocked, actually. <laughs> I don't know what to say to someone who goes to Starbucks and says that her name is Petunia or Eugenia. It's always so, so funny. People around, they're like, she's so young to be Petunia, you know? Or Eugenia. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying on. We meet Mr. Dursley, Uncle Vernon, on chapter one. So I wanted to focus on the description of Uncle Vernon for chapter mm. one. And then, May, you can tell me what you think of him. What, what is your first impression of Uncle Vernon when you read his description? So according to the book, Mr. Mm. Dursley was the director of a firm called Grunnings, which made drills. He was a big, beefy man with hardly any neck, although he did have a very large mustache. <laughs> that is Mr. Dursley. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think that the uncle wants to look powerful by the description. Okay. Because of the passion, etc. And he's... Let's say opulent. Opulent, yeah. I think that's a good word. Yeah, he wants to be like recognized by his power, by his um let's say he, he has the control of the house, of the job, and you know. Yeah. I think he he um he wants to have a menacing presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. When I imagine Mr. Dursley, all I can imagine is a very fat, middle-aged man. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> True. Mm -hmm. By the description, yes. Yeah. Big, fat, looking angry not friendly at all. Yes, this is my impression too. She doesn't say a thing about it, actually. But I, I feel that he's... By the description, it's so... It, the description is dry. Yeah. And sharp. I have the same impression. I have the impression that the description of the Dursleys is so brief and shallow. But that's on purpose to show that they are shallow. Yes. Right? They are ordinary. And they want to be like that. Yeah. They it's enjoy like it. They're ordinary and proud. Yeah. Like, I'm so normal and boring. I love it. Be normal. Now, the description of Mrs. Dursley and Petunia, the same name in English and Portuguese as also our friend here on Starbucks. 
Um, <laughs> it says from the book, Mrs. Dursley was a thin and blonde and had nearly twice do that part. and had nearly <laughs> twice usual amount of neck, which came in very useful as she spent so much of her time craning over garden fences, spying on the neighbors. The Dursleys had a small son called Dudley, and in their opinion, there was no finer boy anywhere. Dudley is nothing but that. I don't know. I know. Oh, here's the third character that has a different name in English. Do you Dudley. remember the name in Portuguese? It's Duda. Duda. In English, his name is Dudley. 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 So, <laughs> when they describe Aunt Petunia here, when the author describes her as thin, with a very long neck, yeah. she loves gossip. Um, do you want to help me explain what gossip is? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's when you say something about other people when they are not around. This is like maybe it's it's not that bad. It can be very bad. You can say very bad things about someone that is not close to you. But sometimes it's not that bad. But even you don't say those things in front of the person you were talking about. Yeah, you usually say it behind their backs. Yes, yes. This is so bad. It's horrible, isn't it? And that's the first thing that they say about Aunt Petunia, that she likes to um, spy on the neighbors and talk about their lives behind their backs, so gossip. And it says, I love that the way she describes Dudley, it's a one-liner. They had a small son, and in their opinion, there was no finer boy. So that says it all. It's a spoiled little brat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dudley is the worst of both of them. <laughs> he is. I think, well, at least in the beginning, we do see an evolution of his character. It's true. Yeah, as the story progresses in the later <laughs> books. But, yeah, he's not likable. He's absolutely not likable. He, he wants to be unpleasant, isn't it? He yeah. wants to, to make these uncomfortable situations so he can be seen, noticed. He wants to be the center of the attentions of their parents. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I think not just the parents, but his friends as well. Yeah, it's true. He wants to be the leader of his mm -hmm. friend group. And this is father's stuff, I think. It's his true. father. Yeah. And mom is the, um, I think, the cold way of, you know, not, not caring about people's uh, feelings and yeah yeah i can see what you mean because we just mentioned that um uncle vernon wants to be menacing he wants to have control and i think mm -hmm. dudley has much of that as well mm -hmm. yeah and like i said he is a spoiled brat so just for curiosity, for people listening, a spoiled brat is a child who has everything they want, whose mm -hmm. parents do everything for them. And so they are annoying. They're the type of kid that think everyone needs to please them. Yes. They can't be feeling sad anytime or you know like they can't frustrate they yeah. can't 
uh, suffer. Yeah. They think they need to be the little prince and princess every time. Yes. I'm sure all of us know at least one Dudley in real life. If not many. <laughs> yeah, sad story. <laughs> sad tweet. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, this is this is very telling, in my opinion, the way that the author describes the Dursleys. I think it's just so, so simple, so short, so right to the point. Because is. that is exactly what the Dursleys are. They are simple in their minds, of course. They're not simple people. They, they like to appear very luxurious. But they're mm -hmm. simple-minded. They are blunt. They're short-tempered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the impression I have. Me too. They are always complaining about everything. Yeah. They're not nice people, are they? No. Uh, normally, I think that we try to make things comfortable, but they don't. Yeah. They don't care enough to try and make things comfortable. Mm -hmm. Just for themselves. Exactly. Exactly what I was going to say. All they care about is themselves and their comfort. Mm -hmm. And Dudley's. Of course. Dudley, Dud the little boy. Oh, Dudley's comfort is so important. Dudley is such a little cutie. No, he's not. I want to punch Dudley in oh, the yeah. first I really want to punch him. In that chapter where we meet the Dursleys, um, it's a description of a normal day for Mr. Dursley. It's a description of a normal day for Mr. Dursley. He wakes yeah. up, they have breakfast, then he goes to work. He works. And he notices throughout the day that some strange things are happening. He sees mm -hmm. cats. He sees owls. Wow. What else does he see? Shooting stars. People with clocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He notices people dressed so crazy, isn't it? It's like, what? What the heck? <laughs> I know. And then I, I, I want to read this part of the book where he bumps into someone in the street and he thinks it's odd because this is the first mention we have of the author's own language her own vocabulary the the wizarding world vocabulary yeah. so um uncle vernon is leaving work to go back home and then he bumps into someone on the street and he apologizes he says i'm sorry and the man replies don't be sorry, my dear sir, for nothing could upset me today. Rejoice, for you know who has gone at last. Even muggles like yourself should be celebrating this happy, happy day. And these are the first two words and expressions that we learn that are exclusively jk rowling's imagination right yes it's true muggle is such a nice word I isn't it. it yeah muggle Sounds awesome. it reminds me of a mug but it's not a mug it's yeah. for a person and it's i don't know it's amazing muggle know. you know out of curiosity i don't know if muggle has any specific translation actually Mm -mm, I don't think so. No, you you will not believe this, but if you put it into the dictionary, oh. it translates as trouxa. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember when I when I read trouxa in Portuguese, I was like what? Like, yeah, why why is he a trouxa? Yeah, <laughs> why is he 
calling him bat. Yes, yes. So yeah, <laughs> muggle is the equivalent of trouxa in Portuguese. So non-magic people. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time we learn about it. Also, the other thing that we see for the first time here is you know who. So, you know who is none other than Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> I, you know, I like Voldemort. You what? I like Voldemort. You like him? I do. I, I He's like the opposite Harry. I think this is such a rich character. I pity him, but I don't like you him. I, I think I, I don't pity him. I think that he's Harry, uh, so courageous, intelligent, and skillful, just like him. His Harry gone he's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, he is everything Harry could have been. Yes. And if they had a kid, I think it would be Snape. <laughs> if <laughs> Harry and Voldemort had a kid, it would be Snape? Yes. <laughs> okay, that is a very strange uh, timeline. Also a very strange um, couple. <laughs> it is, it is indeed. <laughs> it's like when you read fanfics. And they are pairing Harry and Voldemort, Harry and Snape. Like, yeah. why would you write that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just wondering, what if it was Harriet? And then, you know, <laughs> no Harry. Harry. <laughs> what a girl! <laughs> yeah, and then, or maybe... I don't know, Lady Voldemort. I think that, actually, it's not that I like him. As a fan, I think he's so well written and yeah. described and, you know, rich. Yeah, as a character, he is definitely quite rich. Very well portrayed as well. And this name, Voldemort, Voldemort. this is French. This is him. This is other name, you know. This is Tom Marvel Riddle. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. I love it. I, it is. I don't I love, love Voldemort. I just love the idea. The, the idea. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, it's it. well said. I don't like him. I like the idea. Yeah, it's a very well written character. See, I think that we. This is natural conversation, and this is important to show people. You know. Yeah, I agree. It, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. I want people to listen to English as it is spoken naturally, not a listening exercise from a school book, not from a movie where things are scripted, not from a song where it's not exactly a speech. Yeah, that's and I thought, well, why not with Harry Potter? One, because I love Harry Potter and it helped me so much with my English and everybody loves Harry Potter. Come on. Yeah. If you don't, you should. Yeah, you should. If you don't <laughs> love Harry Potter right now, you'd need to start. <laughs> mm -hmm. You gotta start loving him. Yes. We have been introduced to Mr. and Mrs. Dursley and their child, Dudley, the Dudley. spoiled brat. Dudley. Um, we have seen a few, a few strange characters popping up throughout the, uh, Uncle Vernon's day. And then his day is finished, he goes to bed. And then something happens outside of Privet Drive. And here's another name that is different in Portuguese. The name of the street where the Dursleys live. This is so different. It is. Um, 
in Portuguese, I'm not sure, but I think it was Rua dos Alfeneiros. Yes, a Rua dos Alfeneiros. <laughs> I have no idea what Alfeneiros means. Me neither. And it's so interesting. Why not? Like, keeping it. Why yeah. not? I don't know. In English, the name of that place is Private Drive. Na Rua dos Alfeneiros. <laughs> Private Drive. Now, I, I just don't understand this translation. It took me a while to assimilate them both because when I watched movie one and it shows um, Private Drive, I, I didn't immediately understand that that was what I knew as Rua dos Alfenados. It took me a little while to understand that Private Drive was Rua dos Alfenados. Yeah, when you watch it in Portuguese, they say Na Rua dos Alfenados. If you are watching it in English, then it's so like, what? Yeah. And Let's go on. Yeah. Alfenados. No A, no Al, no A, no no, no, no nothing. I have Free. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so something is happening in Private Drive that night, and that is when we meet one of the most important characters in the book. Drum roll mm -hmm. again. Brrr. We meet Hagrid. No, Dumbledore. <laughs> Oh, yes, Dumbledore. <laughs> First, we meet Dumbledore. It's like Dumbledore has such a main character already. Yeah. <laughs> it's really important. Um, We're going to talk about that. I don't like Dumbledore, but let me. <laughs> yeah, I. Wait. Excuse <laughs> Sorry. me. <laughs> I want to read the description of Dumbledore before we discuss him as a character. A man appeared on the corner the cat had been watching. Appeared so suddenly and silently you'd have thought he just popped out of the ground. The cat's tail twitched and its eyes narrowed. Nothing like this man had ever been seen in private drive. He was tall, thin, very old. <laughs> Judging by the silver of his hair and his beard, which were both long enough to tuck into his belt. He was wearing long robes, a purple cloak, which swept the ground, and high-heeled buckled boots. His blue eyes were light, bright, and sparkling behind half-moon spectacles. And his nose was very long and crooked, as though it had been broken at least twice. This man's name was Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> I loved it. I like the purple cloak. I, I love it. I love that he's dressed in purple right off the bat, because purple is yeah, my favorite. Yeah, because purple is such a nice color. Yeah, and it's my favorite color. Mm-hmm. But... Right away, the first thing I notice is the difference in the description of them, of Dumbledore Art. and the Dursleys, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's a little bit more detailed. And, well, when we meet Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia, they are just doing normal stuff. Yeah. It's such a normal description. And then... To talk about Dumbledore, she says he appeared out of thin air. Yeah. He just appeared. He didn't walk into private drive. He appeared. It says that he appeared where the cat was. So he appears talking to a cat. He was wearing... about the cat. There's a what? There's something about the cat I remember. The cat in the in the morning, I think that the cat was reading the newspaper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it says so when Uncle Vernon is leaving for work, he says he saw a, ca a cat reading the newspaper. No, that's impossible. The cat must have been looking at the newspaper because cats don't read. <laughs> it's everything about him is 
interesting. The color of his clothes, his nose, which is long and crooked, his the hair, silver, his yeah, hair and beard, and so long. And he has he wears high heeled buckle boots. Who wears that? So, right from the description, we know this man is nothing like the Dursleys. What is your mm -hmm. first impression of Dumbledore? Um, I think that comparing to the other male character that appears first, um, Dem Dumbledore and Hagrid are truly opulent. That is not the same opulent of the uncle. I think that the uncle wants to show power and wants to be opulent, but he can't because he's just normal. Yeah. Dumbledore has all the presence and this exotic thing. Good word, exotic. I love it. Yeah. I think that he's, um, you know, when you say something is, it's like he is. Yeah. He, he is. He just is. Yeah. He doesn't try to be powerful because he's. Yeah. The power. Yeah. Unlike Mr. Dursley, who makes an active effort to This seem in control and powerful Dumbledore just is powerful and in control and I think that Hagrid is powerful as well but in, in size yeah because he's such a softy I love it, it. I yeah love he's so soft hearted but he's a giant yeah such an opposition Dumbledore is tall not exactly a giant But his presence is giant. Yeah. It's a, it's a big presence. We were talking about this presence of Dumbledore. But yeah. there is also something else. He doesn't want to be anything. He's, ju he, he's just himself. And extraordinary... This extraordinary, you know, clothes... This is magic too. Yeah. Well, I it brings magic. I have I have a, a controversial opinion of Dumbledore, so I'm not gonna get into it today. We can talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> I love book one Dumbledore, but that's it. As soon as book one finishes, I have a completely different opinion of him because I think we start to see a more manip manipulative more scheming Dumbledore that I don't appreciate but let's not get into that today yeah but I think that this is true I, I believe that this is one of the reasons that Voldemort turns into what he is yeah yeah because yeah I don't know I think Dumbledore tries to appear Unpretentious? Unpretentious? Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll leave it like so. that. Yeah. But I think he actually is. But that will be a discussion for another episode because yeah, it's gonna go very deep. Eccentric. <laughs> Eccentric. Yeah. Magical and opulent. Naturally opulent. Yeah. But then in contrast to Dumbledore. A bit further into the chapter, we meet Hagrid, who is one of my favorite characters. That's why I said Hagrid before Dumbledore. Because <laughs> that, that's the character that matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Hagrid comes. He's, I'm not going to read his description, but it just says that he comes from the sky, flying on a motorbike. <laughs> and the motorbike is so huge. But that Hagrid is also, like, even bigger. And, and the sentence that she uses to describe Hagrid, actually, she says... Wait, now, now I'm getting... Yeah, 
I found it. He says, he looked simply too big to be loud. <laughs> like, he's gigantic. But in such a contrast to Dumbledore, who is eccentric and thin and long, mm -hmm. but like kind of not delicate, but gracious. Dumbledore mm -hmm. is gracious. Whereas Hagrid comes up as wild looking, <laughs> ragged. I would say that Hagrid is organic. He is very organic. <laughs> I love him so much because he has this rough appearance, but he's ha he has such a soft heart. Yeah. He's such a cute, sweet person. Yeah. So loving and, and caring. I, I don't know if you think the same, but I, I believe that he's always caring about Harry's feelings. He does. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that together, Dumbledore, Snape, and Hagrid are Harry's father. Snape? Yeah. Why? Because Snape is the acid dad. Okay. He teaches Harry not to trust everybody. Right, that makes sense. I never thought about that. Dumbledore teaches him that he's powerful, naturally powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And also manipulative if he wants. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I want to be like Dumbledore. I want to be close to him. And I want to learn from him. And he could do it. Yeah. You know... Snape was the babysitter. <laughs> Snape was like the, the uncle. Yeah. Like the, not but, even the fun uncle, like the mean uncle. But I would say it's like, I hate, I hate Potter because I'm not his father. It's basically that. That makes sense. Spoiler alert. But yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, he could be mine. He could be mine. It's Shitty boy. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like him, but I love him. <laughs> I don't like him, but he's a part of the woman I love, so I kind of love him. <laughs> That's it. And Hagrid is the sensible and sensitive, both. Sensible and sensitive. And sensitive yeah. Father. Yeah. Let's make a note of what you said, actually. I think that's a nice thing for our listeners to note. The difference between sensible and sensitive. A yep. sensible person in English, the word we use, is someone who is reasonable, wise. How else would you describe it? Yeah, I would say that someone that has notions of um, what's going on. Yeah. Um, Let's say someone that thinks... Maybe this person doesn't look like like Hagrid. Maybe he doesn't look like he's thinking. But he is because he feels things and he tries to not to rush things up. Yeah. He tries to make sense of things. Yes, that's it. As opposed to being sensitive, which is someone who is a bit more um, emotional, delicate... In an emotional sense, um, that feels a lot, <laughs> a lot of feelings. Mm hmm Yeah, and he's both. Yeah. I think that Hagrid has Dumbledore as a father too. Yeah, Hagrid mm -hmm. is a character in the books that is supposed to be, um, what's the word? Like, I don't want to say not intelligent. He's very intelligent, but he's supposed to be less educated mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right it's different being intelligent and being educated are two different things and mm -hmm. Hagrid is supposed to be less educated we learned that he got expelled from Hogwarts but there is an interesting type of language used by Hagrid in the books in English that I thought would be nice to talk about because this is something that is um, it, it doesn't exist in Portuguese because it got lost in translation, literally, right? Mm. But in English, he has a type of an accent that we would call um, 
West Country accent. It's a part of England, England where people speak in a different manner. I think Sam from Lord of the Rings is supposed to have a similar accent to Hagrid. Is it? Yeah. I didn't. I, yeah, it's. I think it's supposed to be like from a similar type of region in England. But let me just read one very short paragraph yeah. um, from Hagrid. Uh, so he arrives in the motorbike and Dumbledore asks him, what happened to the house? How did you get the boy? And he says, no, sir. House was almost destroyed, but I got him out all right before the muggles started swarming round. He fell asleep as we was flying over B Bristol. And that's my best impression of Hagrid's accent. It, it's not very good. But you can say that his accent is different in that he is not using the proper structures. He, he says we was instead of we were. So it's kind of saying yeah. noistava. <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent of saying noistava. Noistava, muito bom. And yep. so, Hagrid, man. It's very Hagrid, yeah. So Hagrid. It is so Hagrid. But it doesn't mean that he's stupid. He's just... No. It's, it's, it's so... What's the word? Authentic to him. Mm. I think that it's not... It's, it's country manner. Yeah. Like, um... Yeah, it, it is. Not academic. It's, it's, no, yeah, it's not. And you know what? Living in England, I've been here for six years now. I can tell you that a lot more people speak the way Hagrid speaks than the way Dumbledore speaks. Mm -hmm. so, Dumbledore is academic. Yeah, Dumbledore is very posh, very polished. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's a man of books. Yeah. And Hagrid is a man from the people. Yeah. Hagrid is the one that plants things and buys worms and... and buys dragons. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to um, call people's attentions to the fact that we, we will discuss more Hagrid's language as we move on with the chapters, but... I just wanted to make a note here because I think it's interesting that she uses different accents as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I thought just to end, because um, there's been a lot to discuss in this chapter and I know we're going to go into chapter two a little bit, but I thought just to finish this episode, we should actually finish with the description of the man himself drum roll mm -hmm. <laughs> the potter harry potter <laughs> master potter so yeah i'm gonna read the description of harry and then you tell me what you thought when you first read it okay because yeah. it's um yeah let's go so this is what we learn about harry the first time Perhaps it had something to do with living in a dark cupboard, but Harry had always been small and skinny for his age. He looked even smaller and skinnier than he really was, because all he had to wear were old clothes of Dudley's, and Dudley was about four times bigger than he was. Harry had a thin face, <laughs> knobbly knees, black hair, and bright green eyes. He wore round glasses, held together with a lot of cello tape because of all the times Dudley had punched him on the, on the nose. The only thing Harry liked about his own appearance was a very thin scar on his forehead, which was shaped like a bolt of lightning. And that's Harry. That, that's the first time we meet the hero. And he's a My zero. Is a sick boy. Is that your impression? Because that's my impression. He was a sick boy. Yeah, I thought this kid is malnourished. 
He needs like, a doctor. Yeah. Poor Harry, no food for him. <laughs> yeah, because my first thought was this kid needs, um, first of all, food, a doctor, and a psychologist. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I think that it's exactly what I, I thought at first. I was like, oh my, this is the book's name. And, you know, what happened to him? <laughs> yeah, what's your problem, boy? <laughs> it's like, But yeah. this well, is the guy. And it, isn't the it supposed to be the main character on? of the book? <laughs> yeah, I think that it's not talking about him, is it? Is it ironic? I don't know. Isn't it ironic? Look, pirate. Uh -huh. Don't Did you think? think? Yeah, don't you think? <laughs> It's like rain, rain <laughs> on a wedding day. <laughs> But I thought we would just end on a high note and leave it here on a cliffhanger. And we'll talk about Harry the next episode. You, you are very welcome to join us for episode two if you want. Why not? Why not? Why not? So Why yeah, not? episode two, we can discuss a little bit more about Harry and we're going to see a bit more of that vocabulary and language that is exclusive to the Harry Potter books. So like muggles and you know who, and we can dive a little bit deeper into what we think of Harry because yeah. I love this chapter. Yeah, me too. I just think that there is something else I noticed about Harry. I think that in this description, Harry is not dry described just like the, the Dursleys, but he's not opulent at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not like a shallow description like the Dursleys. It doesn't show him in a, as a, a, a very normal, boring person, but mm. it just shows him as like humble. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me on the very first episode of the Harry Pod. Oh, it was such a pleasure for me. You can't imagine. Oh, it was such a pleasure for me too. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. And I think then I'll see you on episode two to talk a little bit more about Harry. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah, I'll be here. Sure. Okay, so I'll see you next time. Thank you everyone for joining us today. And yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye guys. Bye. See ya.